RC Alienation version 2.0, episode number 13. Dun, dun, dun. Watch out for black cats and don't walk under ladders. Uh, good thing it's not Friday. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Dan, and with me is Rob. Hey, Rob. Hello. What you, what you doing, man? What you been up to this past week? Uh, nothing. Really? <laughs> Just... Just chilling out. Yeah, no, I'm Down, but, downloading well, porn. Yeah, turning pixels into products from my penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't been doing much, man. Working, um, kind of, kind of flying helicopters. I flew today. I know that. Well, I, I noticed the other day you uh, you posted on Facebook that you took all your shit to work, but you forgot your batteries. Yeah, dude. I don't, man, that's happened before, man. Dude, so I the night before I get everything ready. I'm like, man, it's been nice out. And I had mentioned on the last episode, I'll miss out in the afternoons, you know, because it's nice. And I'm like, forget this. I'm just gonna bring it, you know. And yesterday's a Saturday, and uh, we're because we're recording today's Sunday. We're recording, but uh, so I get all my stuff to work. You know, I get it all packed up and bring it to work. I bring my X5, uh, a new set of 520 millimeter fly barless blades uh, for it to try out. Um, some other Moxnick stuff. Um, a couple of flight packs, like uh, main batteries, and I bring my Gowie 200 with me. And so I got everything um, squared away. I'm raring to go, and I'm sitting at work and charge up the battery for the X5. I'm like, all right, sweet, 10 minutes. I got, you know, I'm gonna go uh, on my break, and I'm gonna go fly. Sweet. So I go into my uh, case so I can put because I got to put the receiver battery on and the flight battery and all that stuff. So I'm just ready. I can just get up and go. No receiver battery. So I'm like, shit. You know, I can't fly this thing. Oh, fine. You know, that's fine. I'll just fly the 200. No batteries for the 200 either. Did you ride the short bus to work that day? Hi, my name is Rob. <laughs> I I like the lipos, but uh, I can only carry four ounces of lipos in my bag, and I had uh, 4.3 ounces, and it was against my regulations. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely 4.3 ounces. Def- <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely forgot. Yeah. So whatever. So I had all this. Sh- freaking heli shit sitting on my desk to look at and couldn't do anything with it so it's kind of like it's kind of like going to a strip club isn't it yeah without any ones yeah you can look but you can't touch <laughs> but i i did not make the same mistake today and i went and flew and man i tell you what i, I went to lunch and and i i've been dealing with this problem with my little keychain camera everybody knows about those little key fob keychain cams you get off the ebay right there's like a umpteen million different versions of really the same thing right but anyway, I got one, and man, I'm, I can't figure out what's wrong. I think maybe the battery. I got to go in there maybe and swap out the little tiny lipo battery that's in there or something. Maybe it's not working right, but the thing won't stay on for longer than like a minute and twenty seconds. So I brought my regular digital camera in with me, and 
whatever, you know, it's a standard size digital camera, but, you know, that compared to my forehead is, it doesn't really uh, line up like it's supposed to. So I had to come up with this screwy contraption to strap it to the top of my head to try and make like a head, <laughs> you know. So picture me standing at the in the high school football field at lunch today with, um, I had, uh, it's this, uh, it's supposed to be this like, lamp you know like you strap onto your forehead this little flashlight lamp you can turn on for working on shit in the dark whoever i guess you had changed tires in the dark i don't know what the deal is with those things but anyway i have one and i rubber banded my uh camera to that and i i put that on my head and i'm wearing it like a bonnet like around my chin standing straight up off the top of my head like i'm a pretend gopro hero on my helmet kind of deal right mm-hmm. and and so i'm like all right this is sweet i got it aimed out it's pretty good so i went and flew and I had a super, super good flight, man. It just everything went off without a hitch, you know, really good transitions, backwards, forwards, fast, pyro flips, all kinds of cool stuff. And then I get it back, uh, get get back after lunch and get in the office, and I, I'm watching on the camera. The camera was uh, up and to the right just a little bit too much, so the whole flight, like, takes up, like, the bottom, like, one-eighth inch little corner in the lower left hand of the of the frame. And probably for half of the flight, you can't even see the helicopter. You just hear it every now and then pop up in the corner and do a couple of things and dip out. I'm like, really? So then I went out in the, in, on my afternoon break, and I there was another guy out there. I was like, dude, you want to film for me? And so I gave him the camera. He is, you know, he's watched me fly before, but he's, you know how it is. You get some newbie that's never tracked a cam, you know, tracked something like that that's moving fast with a video camera. Um, mm-hmm. But he did pretty good, you know. He only lost me out of the frame a couple times or whatever. So I'm gonna render that and post it up and whatever nice yeah I, I have this i have this vision in my head uh of you wearing this contraption now i don't know <laughs> if they do i don't know if they do this anymore but you might remember when we were younger you'd have the kids that had to wear the headgear with the retainer right oh heck yeah with the big black straps around the back of your head and <laughs> your hair is all sticking out the side it's all messed up and that, yeah and that and that and that piece of metal that would run down your jawbone right outside <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's my retainer. For some reason, so, I, I had this vision of me being like this, uh, I don't know, this nerd dude version of Miss Muffet with this bonnet like around my chin. And the little clip where where the, the band goes together, <laughs> I didn't realize it until after the fact. It was like on my on my chin right by my Adam's apple. And so I go ahead and swallow and my Adam's apple goes up under there and just totally rakes it. And I felt like <laughs> I was choking myself. And I got this transmitter in my hand. The helicopter's live. And I'm like, oh, ah, 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 trying to fly the helicopter and not make noise. And On True TV, there's this show called uh, World's Dumbest. And generally, they talk about criminals. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, they got the B-list guys like Leif Garrett and all these other guys making these crazy, funny comments. Yeah. And they actually they did this one on the, on demand. I watched, was watching it the other day. And World's Dumbest Products. Well, one of the dumbest products was a hat cam. Right. Yeah. And it was a ball cap that actually had a camera mount installed in it that you could screw your camera to. Right. Huh. And these these guys are just going off talking about how silly it is. And I'm thinking, obviously, <laughs> none, none of you guys fly helicopters. None of you guys fly helicopters. Yeah. It was like, I want one of those. And I was like, damn, where do I where do I find that? I want one. But anyway. So how have I been? Well, thanks for asking, Rob. I really appreciate the thought. Hey, no problem, dude. But you know what? I gotta warn you, man. I'm, I'm kind of in a pissy mood tonight. Oh yeah. And I don't know why. I just, 
I just, one of those days, man, I just really, I'm kind of pissy. And it all kind of started today. Are you cranky because your your old man uh, flying uh, club dinner party went long? Them guys party like rock stars? Oh. You couldn't hang or what? Dude, let me tell you a little bit about that party. <laughs> okay. Well, so, okay, yesterday, Saturday, we were supposed to, you know, it was the Christmas gift giving auction thing. Sure. Get, the, get, there, get there at 6 o'clock. They don't even start ser- serving dinner till like seven thirty, and then they do this this Christmas gift swap where everybody gets a number, right? And so an hour later, number twelve, and there's like thirty five numbers, dude. And it, it just goes and on and on and on and on. And and uh, I gotta tell you, those old people can consume some alcohol. <laughs> yeah. The livers are already pickled, so they don't have to worry dude, about that. Dude, there was wine bottles up and down these tables and <laughs> Jack Daniels bottles and I mean, I'm thinking, wow. Yeah, I didn't I drove there, so I didn't drink anything and I'm thinking most of these people drove here. Yeah, right. right. And and it was it was long. We were supposed to do the club elections and I was supposed to be the supreme ruler. But yeah. uh, that never that never happened, and so yeah, I guess maybe that kind of so today, Sunday, gym day, flying at the gym, which reminds me, last week I got hit in the face by an MCPX. Dude, that's not the best way to try and shave. That, that smarts way. it cut my ear. <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't fun. But anyway, today I'm flying the MCPX. I don't want to go into a lot of detail because we're going to talk about the MCPX uh, after our interview. But no, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. No. <laughs> no, because I don't have one, and I'm jealous. But we can talk. Well, about it. I can vicariously enjoy it through if you the sound of your you, voice. Dude, if you would have been here today, I would have gladly handed you that son of a bitch. I was getting so <laughs> I was getting so fed up with it today, and I anyway, it just kind of put me in a pissy mood. And it, it's just kind of I came home, started kicking the cats, yelling at the dog, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of those days. But um, as far as flying this week, other than the two week, you know, the Sundays at the gym, uh, I did get out. It's been relatively nice. I mean, for winter, 34 degrees, sunny, no wind, 36. And I did get out. Uh, I didn't go to the field. I went up to a friend's house and uh, pulled out the old, as as Pinion would say, the token 600 line. Yeah. I got about three or four flights on that. Got two flights on the Gow before it just started getting too cold. So I did get some flights in. Uh, and I believe that was, what was that? Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday after our interview. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah, other than that, we've just been, uh, uh, you know, enduring the cold and and uh, being jealous of all those warm weather dicks down in Florida. Yeah, no doubt. Of course, the Orlando heli blowout happened. Yes, yes, I hear it was quite a blowout. I wouldn't know for sure, I guess, because um, I, I I didn't get to go. <laughs> Neither did I, but our banner was there. Yeah, I saw that. We got a two-dimensional object to show up in our place. That's right. That works. And uh, somebody was taunting us on the Facebook page. Yeah. Did you, did you see that? <laughs> yeah (laughs) like oh you guys are you guys are there awesome and like sadly no we're not there but our banner's there and they're like oh lol (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's too bad (laughs) yeah 
So that's pretty much all that's been happening this week. I actually am considering getting a uh, either a, another small Gowie, like a X2 or uh, maybe a Chaos 250 or uh, something to that effect to fly in the gym. It's kind of, yeah. I'm thinking it's something I'm going to pick up pretty soon. Yeah, that would be cool. You know that extra? Remember I told you I did. I told everybody I did that deal. I got that extra 300, the Ultra Micro, mm-hmm. extra 300, and the uh, the Foresight and stuff. Mm-hmm. I broke the 300. I did it again. Did you get a little too rambunctious with your bike curiosity? Yeah, dude, I think so. Treated <laughs> it a little too rough. No, I just busted like busted the foam kind of by on the uh, on the left wing, but it, it already I had already busted it once and repaired it. And then it broke on my repair. So I've got a choice. I either keep trying to repair this thing and make it really heavy or just go buy it because you can buy just the airframe. You know what I mean? And just put yeah. all the guts on there because all the electronics work like butter, you know. And I broke the prop. Well, I got a spare prop, whatever. But You need I, to learn how to fly that thing, man. Yeah. Well, no, I need to learn not to fly it when there's uh, any sort of breeze because that's my problem. Like cool a little tiny breeze cool. like – and it's yeah, it crashes. Go go find a gym to fly it in, man. I should, man. Me and my buddies. I told everybody. I told you guys about that huge ass gym I can fly in. I haven't heard anything. I guess they just haven't been flying in there lately. So, um, you know, the next time there, I I'm always trying to get in touch. Paul is one of the guys that goes out there, and that's the guy I did that uh, that trade with and got the uh, the little ultra micros. And so, I'll have to hit him up so I can get up in that gym. Otherwise, uh, I might have to scale the wall, put him in my Put them in my knapsack and climb the fence. Your knapsack. Yep. My fanny pack. <laughs> Carry my extra batteries in there. And your lip gloss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your tampons. <laughs> we call them crampons over here. It's your overnight bag. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think it's about time for some news. What do you think? Uh, news. Oh my gosh, sounds like you just shit that one out. <laughs> Boop it is. Hi, my name's Casey Anthony, and when I listen to RC Heli Nation, it makes me feel like I'm getting away with murder. Anybody know a good nanny? So what do we got for news? Let me check my little list here. That's the list. Did you guys hear that? I did hear it. Did you see High Tech? It's got a new uh, app for the iPhone that works for their uh, telemetry. I heard about that. I haven't got a chance to really look too deep into it. But Dude, the, the cool thing about this one is it allows you to replay your flight in real time after you're done and actually see what happens. It, it does everything, man. It uh, Through GPS, it'll track your speed, your altitude, the distance, longitude and latitude, your RPM, fuel gauge, battery, voltage, uh, everything, man. And it's also got a vocal announcing system. So you can get it as you're flying. So obviously it's, you know, to your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to – wait, let me take my hand off the controller so I can look at my iPhone. This will actually yeah. talk – it'll talk to you. So you could just – you'll hear what it's doing. I, I, I'm assuming it's like your speed is, your altitude is – Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's you're, cool. yeah, that's that's kind of a cool feature. I don't know. In particular, I'm guessing it's going to work with the iTech Aurora 9 because that's the one that has telemetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would but, be really cool. Well, I, I like the playback idea. That's really cool. 
Yeah, that's really neat because you can watch it in real time so you can see what's happening as you're flying. And uh, I got a buddy who just bought a high-tech Aurora 9, so I'm going to get to play around with that here in the spring. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, cool. What do you got for news, man? Oh, I got some stuff. What you got? Lay it on me, brother. I don't know if uh, you saw that uh, um, the guys over at E-Flight uh, have created an even more uh, – What's the polite way of saying cheap blade helicopter? The Blade Scout CX Art. Mm-hmm. So that's supposed to, it looks like it's, uh, I don't know, it's supposed to be like the uh, entry level below the CX2 or the, you know, the MCX, that kind of thing. I'm guessing uh, it's coaxial. Yeah, it's coaxial. It's got 2.4 gigahertz transmitter, which is pretty cool, you know, but um, it's, uh, I don't know, kind of ugly, I guess. <laughs> but nice. i mean it looks like it's you know it's okay it looks like it it's uh uh an mcx's bloated little brother you know um mm. but i don't know apparently it's supposed to be it's just a, a small little three channel and it's supposed to be i guess easier to fly than even the mcx which i don't know how much easier you can get but the point is they got this new helicopter so uh, something else new and uh inexpensive for you to buy for your kids or something because I mean, let's face it, I'd like to get my Simon an MCX or something like that, but, for, I mean, for a five-year-old, that's still kind of, that's kind of pricey, man, you know? So, yeah. you know, maybe doing something like this would be a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I I hate small helicopters. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, MCPX version 2, just touch on that briefly, because we're going to talk more about the MCPX later, but uh, that's going to be available here shortly. Um for those of you who are into the MCPX, JR has released the NEX E6 flybarless. Huh? Yes. Huh? Yeah. It's an expensive little heli. Don't have the price on it, but I know the NEX is pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, JR's been known for their uh, their machine quality, but also that the prices have always been slightly higher than others. You know. You know, I I, I have a JR uh, fifty. I, I, I had an NEX for a while. I got rid of it in uh, JR Vigor, and I had a JR 590 for a while. Uh, not the SG, the old, the original one. And oh, okay. um, so you're a fanboy, all right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm on their jock, as you like to say. Yeah. But I, but I've got something about JR that I really don't like. I was listening to uh, Dicey's podcast, uh, RC Freak podcast, and he actually did an interview with somebody from JR. Uh, I believe it was at Urcha. I can't, don't quote me on that. But in that interview, the interviewee, whoever he was, said, yes, JR helicopters are expensive, and no, not everybody will be able to afford one. Huh, yeah. Dude, that struck me wrong. Yeah, it that's really, so pretentious, it, yeah. It, it did. It really struck me. You are not me allowed as, to buy a helicopter. Yeah, I just, and from that point on, I've really kind of stopped looking at the JR Helicopter. I love my vibe. It's a heavy, stable, beautiful flying helicopter. But I don't know that. That just didn't set well with me yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. Didn't float. So, so you've heard about these Scorpion Commander series H uh, HVASCs? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I. Uh, I yeah. Uh, I've I've heard of them. Yeah, I've I've, I saw a picture of them. Yeah, you know, I thought that was, you know, at one point I thought I was going to hear a lot more about them, but uh, 
I guess you know we got somebody doing a review on them here, the RC Mania magazine here. So yeah, so we'll get to hear more about that. So you know, uh, the ESC market is blowing up. Blow. <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> <laughs> it's growing larger, not to imply that it's swelling vis-a-vis lipo swelling or flame throwing or literally exploding. I mean, growing larger in the sense that there are more products available and Way they're hot that. today. Thank you for clarifying that. That brings me to <laughs> something I want to talk about really fast. Uh, that was a totally unintentional play on words there, completely <laughs> unintentional. It worked well, though. So as we know, on Heli Freak, there's a thread going up. Well, I, well, you and I know. I'm sure most of our listeners know who visit. No, it's uh, only us that know, Dan. Is it just you and me? Yeah. We're the only ones? Yeah. Uh, We're the only people that listen to our podcast anyway. So So this this is a scoop, then. This is Well, if we're the only two people that listen to the podcast, then I guess, I don't know, it's kind of a catch-22. I don't know why we're talking about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> no, there's like... 400,000 people that listen to our podcast, right? At least. At least that. Uh, you know, subtract 3,999 and something. <laughs> 3,999,000. Something like that, yeah. So there's a there's a thread there on Helifreak about the new H, uh, the 120HV Ice 2, right? Yeah, yeah. Another guy had a failure, it sounds like. Another guy had a failure. So, you know, again, here we go. Let the, Let the... Teeny snowball at the top of the mountain has commenced its descent. Now, as we start to talk about this thread, would this, in your opinion, because it's my opinion already, and I haven't read the whole thing yet, that potentially this is an example of what we talked about before, about running straight to the digital masses and shouting Mm -hmm. from the rooftops instead of calling the people responsible for creating something that failed on you and trying to look for a, a comfortable outcome. Well, I agree with you, but in defense of the thread, the OP did say that he did get in contact with, but what that what that thread enabled was that snowball at the top of the hill. See, yeah. and now it's on its way down, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, collecting more momentum. But partway through the post, post number 75, or through the thread, post number 75, there's a guy, Breezer1, who sheds probably some of the best wisdom on these type of threads that I've read to date. Well, I want to read it, man. Send me a link. I'm not going to send you a link. I'm going to read it to you right now. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to read the whole thing because there's a lot of it that's kind of anecdotal, but I just kind of want to read the meat and bones of what he says. I think it doesn't matter what brand of controller you pick. I know there are some that are better, better than others, and if you stress them beyond their design limitations, they will die. Some more glorious than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then in quotes he says, "Hey, check this out. I just got a 700 wide. I just got on, uh, or I just put on the 700 wide wide gears, so they won't strip out anymore." Well, that might be true, but if your heli's not set up with thought toward the power manage power management, something else besides the gears will give. Yeah. ESC maybe. If you read the castle instruction and the data information, they state very clearly that there are very specific parameters as to how long an overcurrent situation can be sustained without damage. Yeah. They also mention about that their readings were taken with air blowing directly over the heatsink. The point is that most of us are not electronic engineers. We build to try to make things as bulletproof as possible, 
This allows us to fly like madmen most of the time. The weakest link in the chain will always break first. We all think we know what we are doing. Some of us actually do most of the time, but electronics are governed by the laws of physics and don't care what we think we know. It can't be said any better than that. No, it can't. I agree. And more <laughs> often than not, Dan, I, I am a firm believer no matter how good uh, a person is, myself, yourself, anybody that puts the helicopters together, a lot of the times we will end up being the weakest link in that chain, right? Whether it comes <laughs> to not having forethought when you're choosing your components because you're on a budget or you're in a hurry because you're just trying to get the, the thing in the air and you overlook something small or you um, – like this guy was talking about, not taking into consideration the actual power requirements and paying attention to, um, you know, how long am I punching out on this thing? Am I am I overloading the speed controller? Do I have the the pulse width turned up too high, or or the timing, or something like that? Because I'm trying to get that extra ounce of power. Um, so by all rights, my own human brain is gonna a lot of times be the weakest link that's gonna cause a failure somewhere. Yep. So. And here's here's what I find most revealing about this post. As you continue through the thread, you can't argue with what this guy says, but as you continue through the thread, nobody refers back to it. You know how you'll constantly see pe people quoting a previous yeah. Yeah. Uh, post, not thread. If you see, you know, no one refers to it because it's just so it's so it's a bulletproof post. Yeah. What was that post number? Post number 75. Here, let me send you a link. Oh, I'm looking at another uh, H, uh, Ice 2 120HV in Flames thread that started on November 20th. Apparently, that's not this thread. He's we need to get that dude on the show. Dude, if anything, because he's got the uh, um, the avatar for uh, – oh, fuck. What's the name of that game? Cubix? Remember that game? Cubix? Is it Cubix? I think it is. Uh, Atari, the little guy with yeah, the yeah, yeah, you know, Hubert, 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 Breezer, your Hubert is boss. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a good post, and I think that the uh, the mob mentality against Castle Creations is just going to start happening again, and it's a shame. But it is, yeah. Anyway, so uh, you know, we've all been hearing about the Elise Rush. Yeah, uh, should be available in March. Apparently, they've set up a deal with Ready Heli to be the exclusive. Ex Exclusive worldwide distributor. I don't know about exclusive distributors. I'm kind of, I'm on the fence with that whole idea. Like, yeah. what's the point? I mean, if a manufacturer wants to sell a bunch of helicopters, let more than one place sell them. That's what I think. You know, and I, I've seen threads about this subject before. Um, wh whether it's better to have all your eggs in one basket and all the stock that gets flowed into say our like for instance Mikado with Ready Heli right all mm -hmm. the stock that comes across uh, you know on the boat ends up in Ready Heli's garage if you will right um, so that they have all this stock well the problem is when they run out of a, a x amount of units of a certain item you still have to wait for Mikado to ship more overseas right mm -hmm. so whether or not it's at Ready Heli shop or ten different shops eventually all of those units of that item are gonna run out right. Um, mm -hmm. But you would think that if a distributor is going to be distributing to more than one shop, the manufacturer, by all rights, could be justified in creating more quantity, right? And now where, say, we would only have, say, 50 herringbone main gears in the States until the next shipment, 
now we might be able to have 150 of them because there's more shops, right? And because Mikado knows there's more shops, they know there's potential for more revenue and more sales. So why not throw some through the, you know, through the build process and actually build some more and put them on the boat and send them over? You know, and I granted this, you know, um, this rush is domestic, but still, you know, I mean, yeah, like I don't know, man. I like Ready Heli, I guess, but I don't well, like. You know the what idea I? You know what I? Forced could, to go to one place to buy something. You know. You know what? I, do you want to know my opinion? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. No. I I think it's completely to control the price. Yeah, you think so? Mm-hmm. Why else would you do it? Yeah, I suppose if, it's, if you got it in more than one place, then you know you can put up your map and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean a shop's not gonna put some mm-hmm. sort of sale on, and now everybody's buying it from there. Mm-hmm. But from a, I mean, from a distribution and standpoint, and you know, granted, I don't, I'm not into supply chain management. You know, I know. I have a very layperson's view on how that whole thing works. I'm intrigued by it, so I pay enough attention to, to it to kind of understand the process, but I'm no expert. But I would think that, you know, if I make some widget and I sell it and some place that gets my widget at cost decides Can to I... sell it for a discount, fine and dandy. I've already sold it to that person. You know what I mean? I've already got it off my books, so do what you want with it. That's hey Rob. Cool. Rob. Yeah. Can I have your widget? <laughs> Don't touch my <laughs> widget, man. Put it back in my fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, there's going to be people that are saying, oh, these two don't know what to talk about. Yeah, and you know what? For the most part, they're right. These are just yeah. our opinions. But at the same time, you know, every consumer has their opinion, and that that's ours. And you know, there's probably something uh, that we don't know. More power to them if that's how they want to do it. It's, uh, you know. It's yeah. it's their little world, so let them do. You know that's how they're gonna do it. All I know is that you know Mikado had a fairly large. They they were fairly well established before Ready Heli became the exclusive distributor of that helicopter, right? Yeah. You know mm-hmm. they're big in Europe. You know like the t-shirts and the hats you can get in the states. I'm big in Europe. You know they, <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah, Ready Heli that helicopter carries weight. You know, but we saw what happened with the last helicopter that was exclusive to Ready Heli. Or we saw what didn't happen with that helicopter, I should say. Dude, we need to get an RC Heli Nation t-shirt that says that. <laughs> I'm big in Europe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, RC Heli Nation, we're big in Europe. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> so, hey, all right. That's, uh, that's pretty much it for the news, but we want to kind of talk a little bit about this guest we have coming on. Yes, uh, we do. We uh, The ladies are representing. Did I do that right? Is that how, how it goes? Represent. Hey. Is it representing? Rep, representing? That sounds like a medicine, a prescription medicine. I need some more representing. <laughs> I'm chafing. There's another t-shirt. <laughs> RC Heli Nation, I need some more representing. Orlando Heli Blowout. You know, there's a good friend of the show down there, uh, Courtney. She's yep. um, a very capable pilot, plays an awesome guitar. She's been, you know, we've been kind of talking for quite some time. And, uh, you know, we kind of do this uh, reoccurring theme where we get some lady folk yeah. on the show. Yeah. Kind of get their perspective of the hobby. And, um, you know, talking to Courtney is just kind of like talking to one of the guys. So, you know yeah, what I mean? You'd never know she was a geek until she told you, man. That's that's even more hot. She's a chick heli pilot. 
She's a she's a chick uh, guitar player, and she's uh, an electrical engineer. She is totally a geek. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, she stopped by on Skype. <laughs> I guess is that what you do? You stop by on Skype? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna swing on in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Skype on through. <laughs> just skyping through, guys. Just skyping. so yeah, we uh, spent a little time with her. I think you guys will enjoy this interview, and uh, we will be brought back. Hey, why don't you turn on the part where we have the banter? Oh. Hey guys, this is Cliff with RC Aerodyne. You're listening to RC Heli Nation. So is uh, anyone going down to OHB this weekend? You are. You fucker. Well, I know I am. You warm weather dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, no one told you to be in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh-huh, Canada. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob might as well live in Canada as well. Shit, might as well. No, I'm You're not going. Min- or Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Sorry to hear about that. <laughs> you know, Paul Bunyan came from here. So there. There's also uh Babe the Blue Ox there too. Yeah, it's Paul Bunyan's Paul Bunyan's bitch. I've been to that town. I don't know the name of that town, but I've been to that town. What what is it that's got the statue? It's Brainerd where I live, dumbass. Is it Brainerd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, isn't that the isn't that the one isn't that wasn't that in uh, Fargo? So you slept with the little yes. fella. <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Well, and and it's about Brainerd, and it, they called it Fargo, and they filmed it in some other crazy place. It looked like North Dakota to me. Yeah. yeah it did. How would you know, Courtney? You've never been up north. <laughs> sure I have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, guys, with us is Courtney, as you all may, well may have imagined. How you doing, Courtney? I'm doing good. How are you all doing? So, you know... Got a bit of the uh, winter blues up here. I'm yeah. sorry. You know what you need? You need a helication. That's what you need. A helication. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Say it. Say what? I don't know. Whatever you were gonna say. I wasn't gonna say anything. Now. No. <laughs> now that you're on the spot. <laughs> so, Courtney, you are. A flyer of helicopters, I understand. Yes, I am. What what uh, what helis are you flying? Primarily, I'm flying a, a T-Rex 700 Nitro and a T-Rex 700 Electric. Nice, that's boss. Flybar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both of them are flybar. Yes. You're rowing boats with those things, or what? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't talk. I got a I got a flybar heli sitting here. Don't tell anybody. I won't. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, on the weekends, I generally fly the 700s, and uh, during the week, I, I like to fly the 550, also fly barred, um, T-Rex as well, um, just because it's just one battery to charge versus two packs on the 700. So I get, you know, I, I can fly more and, and charge less. Oh, mm-hmm. sure thing. Yeah. So you fly down there in sunny Florida. I do. Just that, uh, a little bit is... north of West Palm Beach. That's nice. So a lot of a lot of the well, probably none of the listeners would know. A few of them, I guess, would know. But you have the you, you're lucky. You get to fly with Burt Cameron every now and again, don't you? Uh, just about every day. If he's in town, we're generally flying. 
Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, give us the lowdown. Does he ever wear the shirt two days in a row to the field? <laughs> um, sometimes he... I think it, it looks like that because he's. I think he's got a lot of the Smack Talk t-shirts. But, uh... And he shows up with his hair not combed, his teeth not brushed, that kind of shit. <laughs> that part I wouldn't know about, but... <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, that must be a lot of fun. I've always thought how cool that would be to be able to not not even necessarily you know guys like Bert Cameron I mean you're fortunate in that sense but just to have guys around or people for that matter that are good at flying I can only imagine yeah. how that would be oh my well, gosh in regards to that I I'm I think I am very fortunate because um Bert obviously is uh you know a very good pilot world renowned um and, and also fly with another guy, Sean Sullivan. He's he's been flying for, I forget, it's either like eight or nine years, just helicopters alone and planes before that. But he is he's really good with helicopter flying. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think he's ever done any competitions, but I think he's now he's wanting to get into that that you know going down that path. But he's he's great, and to have those two to fly with, um, it it kind of pushes you. It's almost like peer pressure, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it sure. does push you to do a little bit better, and I I think it's got a lot to do with how far I've progressed. Uh, besides the fact that they, you know, they kind of took me under their wing and helped me out a little bit, and you know, pushed me in the right direction here and there, gave me pointers and tips and stuff like that. Lucky. Yeah. Well, well, it's nice, you know, even if you can fly with anybody, just you can bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. They have some people oh, yeah, that are exactly. that are really skilled, you know. They can teach you some stuff that you wouldn't have figured out how to do elsewhere. You just have to do it on your own, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Another cool thing is that, uh, I mean, you guys know Bert tests a lot of stuff, and um, yeah. he troubleshoots a lot of stuff as well because he's always having problems with this or that, or you know, if it's chafed wire here or there, or problem with a sensor or whatever. And to see, you know, between him, Sean, and another guy, Ernie Fritz. All three of those guys used to work at Ready Heli, and um, Ernie has since moved uh, back up to Orlando. But when he was here, just to see those three, you know, go at it, uh, tackle a problem, and try and figure out what was causing the issue or whatever, and having not experienced that myself, I'm sitting there looking, you know, observing and, and learning a lot. It, yeah, it's yeah. helped a lot. Sure, how to get from A to B. Plus, it's got to be yeah. kind of. It's probably you've probably run into situations where you look over and you see Bert and the other two guys, you know, really good pilots sitting around scratching their heads, like, "What the hell do I do here?" Yeah. yeah. You know, it's got to be it's got to be kind of like like having a condensed version of the forums, except without any of the bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, all that yeah. all that information is just right there happening. Oh, it is. Yeah. Anytime I've had a little issue, I just ask Sean or Bert or Ernie, and boom, right away they got the answer. It's you know one of these three things, and you know single it out and figure out what it is and fix it. It's pretty cool. How I kind of became familiar with you, and you and I have been talking over Skype for a few for a few days now. I uh, I actually saw a post that you put on HeliFreak. I guess it must have been what first uh, of November, and uh, it was late at your right at your one year anniversary of starting to fly helicopters. So you haven't been flying that long, but yeah. you can fly pretty well. I mean, we, your videos are there. Oh, thank you. Uh, right, that's pretty incredible. So, you know, what what do you see? I mean, do you do you think that maybe someday you might consider trying to compete, or is that just something that you don't even think about? Um, 
I have thought about that actually. Um, in the beginning, when I first started, that wasn't even part of what, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. I just wanted to experience flight again and, uh, you know, take on helicopters, see if I could handle it. And, and it was fun. And, and I wanted to learn and I wanted to fly more and, and get better at it. And um, at the beginning of this year, I was like, you know, I, I kind of would like to compete eventually. I'm nowhere near the level that I would need to be to compete right now. But, you know, maybe two, three years from now, my skill level will be, you know, at a point where I could compete. Well, if you improve as much as you've improved in the first year of your flying, I, I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. But you never know, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I say that now and not knowing what all goes into competing. And, you know, right. once I get there, maybe I'll look at it again and be like, yeah, maybe competing's not what I want to do after all. Right. I, I know a little bit of the stuff that goes into the hassles and everything, but having not experienced it, I really don't know what I would be in for. So you're flying a line helicopter, so any desire to fly anything else? Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, whenever I first started flying, I, um, <clears throat> met a guy, his name, uh, Ron Sormerud, uh, AKA Hot Wings. Um, he lives just a little bit south of me. He's, um, I guess you would call him, a, an outrage aficionado. He, he loves his outrage machines. And he also has several aligned. Um, and when I first went to the field, uh, to fly, I, I noticed just about everyone had a line, which is one of the reasons I chose to go with a line, just because I, I wanted to have a machine that everyone else that you know would be familiar with in case they had a problem. But sure. I've always liked the way that Outrage helicopters look. They're very sleek and, and mean looking, and I've always liked, liked that about Outrage. It's, it's just their look. And having seen, uh, you know, my buddy Ron fly his and and now Bert flying his um it 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 kind of puts that little tingle back in Ooh, I want an outrage I want an outrage <laughs> and uh and I think it was um Heli Direct had an awesome deal on um Black Friday they had a Velocity 90 along with a uh the Outrage Quark Gyro flyboard machine and I, I believe it was five hundred and fifty dollars and I just I didn't have the coin for it I wanted it so bad though that ain't a bad deal oh, no I know it's an awesome deal yeah. it's like well, I think three or four hundred dollars less what it usually goes for yeah sure well you know the fusion crashes pretty well so yeah we know that don't we Rob <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> I'm actually putting it together as we speak but yeah, yeah Rob's uh, Rob is the resident fusion smasher. I'm the crash test dummy. Yeah, I, I heard that uh, that that fusion found a guide wire somewhere. Uh, what what yeah. happened? <laughs> I, well, I was I was trying to see if I could uh, see if I could cut it in half and fly two at once, but that didn't oh, work. Oh, that was awesome! It's too yeah. bad you didn't get video. I know, I know. That would have been some epic crash video. I asked him if he stomped on it once or twice, just for good measure. Because <laughs> it sure looked like it. Yeah, sure did look like it. You were talking to me the other day. I, you fly an MCPX, and you uh, you were trying to convince me that uh, that you somehow have got this thing down to where you can auto it down. And and I told you, yeah, it's quite easy. All you got to do is to hit the throttle hold and watch it drop. Yeah, yeah. No, it it's not just hit and throttle hold. It's it's a real auto. Uh huh. Blade stop. Do a blade stop. Screenshot. Ah. It never happened. 
<laughs> um, I, actually, I, I want to do a video eventually. Um, m maybe after OHB, I'll, I'll come back and do a video, but it, you, you can't auto it. The true definition of an auto rotation, yes, you can auto an MCPX. So what do you do when you're not flying helicopters? Uh, I'm working a lot. I, um, I'm an engineer, mechanical engineer. I have a bachelor's and a master's in mechanical. Um, so I, I work for a company that, that does a lot of work for Pratt Whitney. So I'm, I do that, gas turbine engines. And uh, then when I get home, if I'm not flying, I'm generally playing guitar or uh, watching TV. <laughs> oh, so that explains the avatar. Okay. Got it. Well, yeah. and also... For those of you who are into guitars, I've seen some of the videos, and she can actually do some shredding on that guitar really good. Yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive. And, and it didn't take her long to pick that shit up either, god damn it. Damn. I've been well, playing guitar for 20 years, and she can outplay me. I mean, unbelievably. I, I started back in the late 80s playing guitar, and although I did stop when I went to college, it just kind of went by the wayside, and I picked it back up a few years ago, and... And just boom! I, I it was one of those things where I, I loved it. I love guitar. I love music. And I came home from work every day, sat down, and I taught myself music theory and everything, and, and just started practicing a lot and went crazy. Actually, I bought a bunch of preamps from the the late '80s that were really good and uh, a nice um, multi-track recorder software for the computer, and eventually. Made my made my first album. I don't know. Just, uh, I, I, it's one of those hobbies I just uh, put all my focus into, and, and helicopter seems to be the same way. I just put a, a lot of focus onto it. Yeah, not not to not to talk too much about the music, and I'm sure you will remember this because I know Steve Vai is one of your big oh, influences. Yes. He is my top influence. Yes. So then you remember the ten hour guitar practice, right? Do you remember that? Oh yes, yeah. The the one where the, for the first hour he just plays one note. Yeah. Just to just to feel it. I, I remember whenever and yeah, not not to go into music too too deeply, but um, I remember reading whenever he made Passion and Warfare back in uh, I think it was '89 or something like that, '89 or '90. Mm -hmm. um, he hadn't played for like six months, and he just locked himself in a basement for a week or more, or a little over a week, fasted the entire time, and did nothing but play over and over and over, and just to get his fingers back and. Um, I remember seeing a picture of his fingers, and they were all just torn up. Uh, it was grooved from the strings and bloody, mm -hmm. and it was just really nasty. But um, after that, he recorded that album, and it went like it was. It went huge. That's dedication there. I yes. remember that album. That was a fantastic album. One of my favorites. Yeah. So anyway, back to the helicopters, because that's really what we're here to talk about. You obviously, since you know you kind of hang out with Bert Cameron and those guys, you've obviously been able to take uh, some up-close and personal looks at the Goblin helicopter. I have, yes. Give us your thoughts on that. What do you think about it? Is it, is it going to stick? Is it? I, I think it will. And I, a major part of that, I think, will have to do with how well parts are available. Um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people saw the um, the, the crash that happened when he when we were at the uh, Tampa Funfly uh, a few weeks ago, and mm -hmm. um, it landed like kind of like a 45 degree angle on the side and on the top of the head, and I was like, "Ooh, that's bad." But you know, the good thing is that we'll get to see just how well this thing holds up to a, a, a real crash because it yeah. fell from a good 40 feet or so, maybe even 50 feet. 
and there really wasn't a lot of damage. Um, the tail stayed intact. I mean, that thing is solid. It's nice. real thick carbon. There wasn't anything damaged on the on the tail. As a matter of fact, there wasn't a scrape on it. And the nylon bolts that hold it onto the body wasn't damaged at all. It broke one of the uh, carbon skids and uh, one of the, the linkage on uh, one of the blade grips was bent. And, and of course the blades, the canopy, I don't think it was even phased. And then there was a gear uh, part on the back of the tail that I think got bent or warped a little bit. And I believe that was it. That was all of it. That thing is a tank. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. not too bad. I was the first time I you first mentioned a crash. The first thing I'm thinking, oh, that acipe probably took it. You know, the, oh yeah, the tail, the tail canopy. Call <laughs> <laughs> it the acipe because you know I've never seen a canopy on the back end, right? But uh, no, I apparently all the outerwear fared okay, huh? Oh yeah, it did. Um, and and it, I I think I looked up on their website what the parts were going to cost and everything is very reasonably priced um, the tail is carbon so it's going to cost a little bit more I, I believe it was $80 but if it can hold up to your standard three to four crashes which you know from the looks of Burt's crash I think it would be able to handle handle you know three or four crashes that's yeah. pretty good because your typical helicopter is going to wad up a tail anyway Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have a scorpion on your hands and you have to replace it anyway. Right. The prices I've looked at were quite some time ago, and I'm kind of getting the impression that that list that I looked at must have been incorrect at some point. I mean, your overall impression, I mean, did you happen to look at stuff like the main gear and the main or the main shaft, that kind of stuff? Is that is that he, respectively priced, or do you, did you see that? I, I did, and it was... Um... I want to say like the I, I don't know because I'm not looking at it right now, but um, everything was uh, in line with what you would expect to pay for that material. I didn't see anything that was outrageous. Uh, the tail was a little high, but then again, you know, it is a real thick piece of carbon fiber that's molded. So, um, I mean, it makes sense that it would be eighty dollars. At least that's my memory of the price on the tail. So, I, I you know, I, I think it's just going to be a matter of how well Goblin can supply HeliDirect with the parts. And, right. it, I mean, if they can, can supply the parts, then that helicopter is going to go like wildfire. Sure. And those parts are coming from overseas then, right? Yes. I, I think um, every – well, you know, SAB is located in Italy. So yeah. um, they, they've got uh, all their parts made there at least i think all the parts are made there they may outsource some but I'm, I'm not really sure you know and that that's the that's the deal breaker for me not the the fact of, of parts availability and you know i had the kasama and that was the deal breaker for me and you know and a lot of guys well shit i didn't have any problems getting parts well good for you i guess but i sure i sure the hell did so yeah you know i had that beautiful helicopter it was nice to look at but when you pay $1,300 for a helicopter, you want to do more than look at it. Oh, sure. Stock and parts is important, I think, for a new helicopters. So as mm -hmm. long as they pull that out, you know, and I've always thought as soon as I saw the thing, I was like, you know what? I don't think this is going to be your average everyday boutique helicopter. So, you know, I think they got it. They got it right. I look forward to seeing a lot of pilots flying it and reporting on it and stuff. Not just your, I guess, sponsored pilots, if you will, or, or representative people, you know, just regular Joes flying this thing. You know, I mm -hmm. think that's where we're going to get the real feedback. You know, when I, when I first saw it, that was the first thought that came in my mind. Uh, here's another little boutique helicopter that's going to be cool and 
a few people are going to own it, but it's going to be dead in a year. But yeah, yeah. hard to say. I guess we'll have to hide and watch. But, uh, yeah, you know, they've pushed back the the uh, release again. So I actually am thinking about getting one, but I'm going to wait until it's out there being, you know, flown and, and people are reporting back what uh, parts availability is like and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they uh, didn't um, Teledirect make a post or something about uh, it was going to be delayed a, a month, something like that. It was going to be January instead of December. Yeah, yeah. So there's a big event coming up here this weekend. Yes, sir. Well, actually, when people are listening to this, the event will actually, you'll actually probably be on your way home. But uh, Orlando Heli Blowout. Fun. It's going to be it's going to be massive this year. It's huge. Yeah. They, you know, I, I, I really kind of want to put the bug in the right people's ears to um, extend the event out maybe one day for next year and make it a little bit bigger. Yeah. I, I think it's it's getting a lot of notoriety. It's getting a lot of uh, a lot of big pilots coming down for it. Um, mm-hmm. You might Seems be able to be growing to... fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of big names. So you're gonna go show the boys how to do it. Is that what your plan is? Um, no, nah, I think they can all uh, <laughs> probably do uh, <laughs> a little bit better than me. Well, the bi- not all of them. I mean, maybe the big names, but you know, like just your regular Joe, you're gonna go out there and say, "Oh, let me fly your helicopter again." No, I don't let <laughs> girls fly my helicopter. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you go out and lay it down for them, then they'll okay, pick their jaws should... up and walk away. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. Hand me that <laughs> controller, bitch. <laughs> hey, what does this switch do? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't touch that one. We've had a few uh, few lady pilots on over the last few months, uh, Little Hammer and then Tammy, mm-hmm. and we've asked them all the same question. What is your view? Do you feel that do you feel that women are represented well in the hobby? Um, there's really not a lot of representatives out there i mean the the one that does come to mind is uh raquel below and mm-hmm. i don't know of another one that you know that's that's uh big names you know yeah yeah there's a few I, there's a few over in the uk there's uh are there daniel daniel frank uh german pilot incredible oh. incredible pilot i don't think i've heard of her name do you think that uh do you think that guys treat women differently i mean do you think that you know they kind of expect that you're just there to kind of cheerlead and not necessarily fly i don't know um i i i guess i have a different mindset whenever i go to uh, events like that i just i go there and i take my helicopters i do my thing and now, now granted i i've met um a lot of people you know in the florida area and we all go to the same events you know and um I'm going to be a, a member of Torches, who's the the host of OHB. Um, mm-hmm. So I know all the Torches guys, a lot of great pilots there as well. And, uh, you know, they know me pretty well. And so th- there's not what you're talking about between us. Um, mm-hmm. There may be that kind of mentality with strangers that I don't know. But then again, I, I don't have a lot of, you know, talking time with those other people. So I, I don't really see that. So what about when you first started and you first started showing up at these clubs? What uh, what, what was your experience then? Did they take you serious or? Yeah, they did actually, um, and uh, they they welcomed me right in. Um, actually, my uh, my first day. No, actually, um, I met Sean um, Sullivan at Ready Heli, but back when they were in their old shop, 
um, it must have been like uh, August or so, maybe June or July. It, it was kind of, or you know, in the middle of the summer, and um, I was really considering getting into uh, helicopters and wanted to find out more about it. And I, I just looked up, you know, hobby stores, and boom, there's Ready Heli. I couldn't believe it was like 15 minutes down the street from me. So I go there and happen to meet Sean, and uh, so I'm asking him questions and stuff, and um, uh, trying to find out more about what radio I should use, what you know, uh, electronics and whatnot, and um, and I then I went back in again a little bit later after I had gotten my first helicopter, which was a um, an E-flight Blade M uh, CP Pro 2. So I, I'm in there talking to him again for the second time, and he goes, hey, you know, I, I fly down at the park down in West Palm Beach. You're, you're more than welcome to come out. Um, you know, I also fly with Burke Hammerer, and I was like, hmm, I, I do seem like that name is familiar, you know. And uh, so I went out there to the club, and that's when I met Ron Sormerud, and uh, Sean and, and Ron kind of took me under their wing, and they looked over my helicopter, and they had sent me out there to the flight line and started flying, and, and boom, from there on, they, they were like instant friends and sharing all kinds of stuff with me. So, um, yeah, they, they really did just kind of take me in and, and uh, hook me up. Yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's that is good. awesome. That's the kind yeah. of vibe I like to hear about, you know. Uh, exactly. And by all yeah. rights, I think a good portion of the hobby is like that. And I know we touched on this mm -hmm. on the last show, Dan, but – Every now and then you get some bad seeds. You get folks that think they know everything or are too good to give you their time or their assistance or whatever. And, you know, you know, and I've run into that maybe once at an actual flying field or whatever. But there's usually enough people there where you just ignore it. You know what I mean? It just is, becomes a non-issue, you know. But, yeah. Know. Good. So uh, when are you heading down to Orlando here? Tomorrow? Tomorrow morning. I'm yeah. probably going to leave the house hopefully by 7 a.m. Why, why aren't you on your way there now? Because <laughs> I'm talking yeah. to you guys. Ah. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. I like it. I like it. No, I, I also still have to pack. I mean, I, the, the car's mostly packed. I just got to get some clothes together and um, throw the fuel in the back, and I'm ready to roll. There you go. So you um, you mainly fly electrics, right? But you do have a nitro. I, I just now, just recently, within the last month, started flying nitro. Um Bird actually had an old Flybard 700 uh, T-Rex that he was wanting to sell, and he um, he told me the price, and I was like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> I'll take it." <laughs> and uh, it, I mean, it was an awesome deal, and he gave me like a ton of parts too, and um, actually enough to build yet another helicopter minus the electronics. And um, so, yeah, I've. From the beginning, I was only flying the electrics because of the I didn't want to deal with the mess of the nitro and and I just thought that electrics would be better. But um, now that my packs are starting to go south and uh, I'm looking at a pretty large hefty bill for new batteries, I'm like, well, you know, I really should start flying nitro because if if I did go the competition route. That would kind of be expected to fly, be able to fly both and have both, because I think generally most pilots do have both. Yeah. So um, yeah. I was like, yeah, I really should get a, a nitro, and, and this was the perfect opportunity. So I, I picked it up, and then I've been flying it not a lot. I, I think I've got about two gallons to it so far, but um, it's wearing on me big time, because I'll get up there 
in the first like three minutes I'm, I'm getting used to it again and then like the last four to five minutes I'm, I'm starting to get faster and starting to do more stuff and it, it's just the it's it really is the perfect platform to learn and practice with sure and it's just fuel and fly and then fuel and fly yeah did you have any issues with uh trying to figure out the engine tune and that kind of thing no actually um uh, again having bert there he he um gave me some pointers on how to tune it and and we sat there and fiddled with it to get the uh get it dialed in just right and leave it just a little bit on the rich side and he's like you know this setting right here you can take it anywhere doesn't matter if it's winter or summer and you should be fine you'll be able to to go and have um, plenty of power all the way through and I, I haven't had any issues yet I just keep the needle where it's at uh, I don't know I couldn't tune a, a small engine to save my life there's you know there's one guy around here that's in my town and I mean he's a you know he's an amateur pilot like everybody else is you know and he can fly pretty good I'm watching him progress and stuff like that this dude I'm not kidding you has uh, a pull behind trailer packed full of helicopters and you know he so he's got a bunch of nitro birds and electric birds and stuff like that so I guess if I really had to I could learn from that guy but you know the scene's just not as heavy around here so I mean I think that's part of why I went with electric to start with just because it's easy you just plug it in and go you know but yeah are most are most of the guys down there where you're flying Courtney are they flying electrics it's really an even mix because Bert's got both um Sean's got both and I've got both. Uh, there's a few other guys that I fly with. Again, they fly both. It, it seemed like it was mostly nitro, and then we started to go kind of electric. At least to me, it kind of seemed that way. And then they, everyone just kind of started going back to nitro again. It's It kind of goes in spurts, it seems like. Next year, are you planning on going to Urcha? I would like to. I wanted to go this year, but I just couldn't swing it. Um, yeah. I would definitely like to go to Urcha next year. I, I don't know if um, the entire time I would, I would be able to do it, but at least uh, most of the time I'd like to be there. Rob and I are actually planning on being there next year. And, yeah. Uh, yep. Come hell or high water, man. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it's just something that's got to be done at least once, I think. You know, we've talked about that several times, but uh, yeah. I, I think uh, it's just that pilgrimage that pretty much – Every heli pilot should strive to get to, but not everybody, of course, is going to be able to. But we uh, we definitely plan on showing up next year, and uh, maybe we'll see you out there. That Hell, would maybe be nice. we'll maybe we'll see you at uh, Orlando next year as well. Ah, <laughs> going to take a little helication from the snow, huh? No, yes. God damn it! Yes. If, I, <laughs> if I have my way next year, I won't be living in the snow. That's the way they all really. Where are you going to yeah, be going to? I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to hook up the fifth wheel and just kind of hang out down south next so next winter. Oh well, just, just come on down. Around. Do it. Yeah, just go from fun fly to fun fly all winter long. There you go. Well, but, towards uh, the end of the year, um, Florida's just loaded with fun flies. Yeah, that's what all you warm weather dicks are telling us. We were talking to JC Zankel the other day, and he was telling us that oh, it's winter for you, but it's just starting for us. Yeah, yeah. Right. like shut up. Yeah, as we're about to start hibernating around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goes into deep freeze. But um, while you're down there, you ought to take a look. We have our banners going to be set up down there. You ought to get a picture of yourself in front of it. I will. I will uh, get a picture and put it on Facebook. Hell anyway. yeah. Well, Courtney, it's sure been a blast having you on. Uh, I'd like okay. to get – I keep saying I'd like to 
get you and Tammy on at the same time, but that just doesn't seem to want to happen for some reason. Well, if uh, if it happens later on, just let me know. I can, like I say, I'm generally, you know, online by like eight or nine. So sounds like the three ways not in the cards for you, Dan. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> the menage trois. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, it's been a pleasure having you on, Courtney. Thanks for uh, filling us in on what you do and all that good stuff. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You betcha. And maybe we'll get you to tell us uh, in a few weeks or next week sometime what you thought of the the big event. Give us the lowdown. Sure. Sounds good. Hey, this is Curtis Youngblood. Hey, this is Matt Botus. Hi, everyone. This is Bobby Watts. Hey, everyone. This is Gary, a.k.a. Custom from Hellyra. This is Burt Cameron. This is Pinion, and you're listening to the greatness that is RC Heli Nation. That was Courtney, and is she just not the perfect chick, dude? Yeah, is man. She, if she, if okay. I'm not mistaken, she talked about guitars, mm-hmm. snowboarding. Yes. Helicopters mm-hmm. and uh, being an Beer. engineer. Oh, my God. If I wasn't I, married. Totally. Are you, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, no, what a, that was a good interview. And um, I look forward to having her on again. In fact, we might try to get her uh, to kind of give us a brief rundown of her experience there at, at uh, OHB. I, did, I, I think I saw her on Pinion's initial video he put out i'm not oh, yeah yeah i think right that's on. her i think that's her don't know for sure find out later um but uh no what, what a great interview it's uh it's kind of cool she's in a very fortunate situation i mean she lives and flies right down there with all those guys to give her a hand this is incredible and uh you know we're gonna post a youtube link to her flying and i think you guys will agree for a person that's only been flying for a year She's really got her shit down. She yeah. can really fly. So yep, she got some flying mojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So speaking of the OHB, Orlando Heli Blowout. Bert, did you see what Pinion's calling it? No, what? Bircha. Bircha. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's a good nickname for it, I suppose. I gotta give it. I gotta give it up, man. That's that's pretty cool. Bert put that together, and he's he's got the stick-to-itiveness to make that thing happen. And granted, you know, he's got a little bit of. Uh, pull behind his name and stuff like that to help pick something like that up but i always dig when i see people that's another again another aspect of that whole labor of love the passion of the hobby thing you know i kind of touched mm-hmm. on that about myself personally on the last episode but that's how you I, get things done you know i don't have that at all I, my my passion is more towards how much i hate the hobby yeah 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 you hater <laughs> i'm gonna start calling you john hater john hater john q hater uh, I know we were going to try to get a hold of Bert. I know it's just been really busy. I mean, he's got a he's got a show yeah. to put on. Plus, he's got a fly. Plus, he had to prep for the, yeah. the night fly. So, file rights. I understand we weren't able to get a hold of him and stuff like that. But we were. I was hoping to get, you know, a from the field kind of a quick rundown of you know, hey, here's how the the blowouts going and stuff. But you know, we didn't get a hold of him. Well, maybe we'll get him on the show at some other time where things are a little calmer for him and stuff like that. He can kind of talk about how his how his event. Yeah, and also too the news he was going to give. Of course, it is kind of old news by now. But for those of you who are living in a box, Bert is yeah. now flying for Outrage. Yes. So yeah, congratulations, Outrage, and I hope uh, Bert can kind of help you guys through 
whatever pains you happen to be going through at this point. Kind of talking about the OHP a little bit. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, our banner was there. And you can see that on Facebook. A couple of listeners posted pictures for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesomeness. I'm going to be honest, though, man. I, I saw the video. It's my opinion. And Bert, you know, you're a cool guy. I dig you. Bobby, kudos. But I kind of felt like your Nightfly was just left a little to be desired. Did you think it was kind of sucky? I just... I just kept waiting for that one cool moment. And and the thing of it is, is if you all remember back, I believe it was last year, maybe at the XFC, that night fly that Bobby did where things are going crazy. Uh, and then he does the Knight Rider thing. Yes, I was just going to say that Knight Rider thing. So I don't, I haven't seen anybody been able to top that yet. Not even these guys with, with Bobby's cool night rig that he's got. That's, you can't, you can't top that. I don't know. That was classic. That, that was that was the highlight of that flight, and it just was so awesome. And that's kind of, I was waiting for it, but it never happened. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? It was, still, it was still fun to watch, man. I mean. Oh, I mean, better than anything I could ever hope to do. Don't get me wrong, guys. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I just, uh, I was kind of hoping for something bigger, better, more. Yeah. What we need now is we need lasers. Lasers. Big, big lasers shooting out the front of it, like burning holes in our, in our eyes and, and stuff. And, and human Gosh. sacrifices, you know. Yeah, a school of bats coming through from left to right, and you just sure. crash through them. Right, right. You get bats blood all over everybody. Throw puppies, throw puppies at the helicopters, kittens. <laughs> yeah, but right. in the cockpit. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've often thought it would be kind of cool to put one of those chest harnesses on one of my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Strap it to the <laughs> Strap it to the helicopter and just watch him freak out as he take it up in the air. Just watch oh him just go <laughs> ass crazy. You're lucky the cat would grab onto the helicopter and try and climb up onto it and then yeah. right up to the rotor blades. Yeah. God. That's my sick, twisted brain for you. I mean, I my cats are awesome, and I would never do that, but, you know, you fantasize about shit like that every now and again. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> That's the life of the Dan. <laughs> <laughs> of the Dan. It's, the Dan. It's, it's too much aluminum coming off the trailer walls. You spend too much time in there. You're getting yeah. shavings in your brain. <laughs> you huffing lipo fumes in there or what? Got, I, well, not only not only lipo, dude, but gas and nitro. Spray yes. paint. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about... Sex, baby. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> so the MCPX. All right. Yes. It's, it's the it is the hotness. No, you can't deny it. You know, a lot of you you don't have one because you're lame. Yeah, I'm. I'm the only. I'm I'm cheesy like that. We don't have any hobby shops around here, and I just haven't. I don't know, man. I haven't got up. You know, if I could walk into a place and just grab it and leave, I probably would already have one. Would you, would I have you to order some? everything off the internet. I, I'm trolling the internet for something to buy, and I end up finding some other things. You know, I don't know. So I'd never save up the cash. And my dog walks through here. <laughs> what the fuck was that? that was, what was it? My dog sneezing. <laughs> uh, I was about to make a joke about it. it. Sounded like he was tap dancing, and then it sounded like he like ran into something. Or I don't go lay down, bud. Go lay down. Okay, yeah. I'm the dog. I'm the dog. The dog. So the MCPX version two. Okay, uh, it's got. I I don't know what flybarless unit is in the current version. 
Mm-hmm. But this one has a name, and they call it the AS3X Digital Flybarless Sensor. So apparently it's better. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. The big thing is it's got a larger diameter rotor, tail rotor, because you know everybody. Well, you wouldn't know this because you don't have one, but everybody's modding their tails yep. to increase the length. Right, make it longer and make it uh, stronger, longer and stronger. Yeah, I did yeah. the same thing, and um, Courtney, as I mentioned in the interview. Yeah, it gave me more tail authority, but yet it felt more sluggish because a little extra weight, little balance. I don't know. It just felt different. It does. It makes it. I remember with my 4.3, that was a big deal too, was doing a longer tail, bigger tail rotor, or else I had mentioned before about if you shave the rotor blades so they're a little bit thinner, the motor, the brushed motor can get to a faster RPM so you get more authority and stuff. So, yeah. I am not green to the sub-micro modification environment. Well, here's here's my issue, dude, with the MCPX and this craziness that is surrounding it. I was looking at uh, some various sites where you could buy um, modifications, engines, brushless, or engines, motors, brushless motors, tails. So you buy the kit, uh, buy it and fly for, what, 149 bucks, I think? Yeah. 129 something like that? Right, right. Well, then, then then, the mod kit is like $189. See, they should just make a brushless one right out of the box. Now, that's a full kit. I don't. I think that comes with, like, a new frame, uh, the, you know, uh, brushless motor, uh, SR120 tail. I just, um, look, I don't like these small helicopters. And I'll be goddamned if I'm going to go spend a shit ton of money making a little helicopter fly a little bit better. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but you know, I think that's that's the epitome of the the tinkeriness of this hobby, though, is when you get into helicopters shorter than your forearm. You know, there's, I guess, I maybe have, am noticing this more from like the opposite perspective because I started this whole thing with the Wakara four three, a tiny ass, completely inappropriate helicopter to start learning how to fly helicopters on. You know, because mm-hmm. it's small, it's quick. It's uh, really squirrely, you know. It's almost like your your right stick has to be on fast forward, you know, in order to keep control of it, right? And I know with the MCPX and some of these other ones, with pretty much anything you stick gyros on the head, it's able, it, it's a little easier to lock it in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still, when it comes to wanting to kind of push the envelope and stuff like that, little tiny things become way more evident on these little small helicopters. So the need to modify it or tweak it or tune it, I guess, becomes more necessary. You know, with my X5, I mean, by all rights, that thing is a, a monster right out of the box anyway, right? There's really nothing you have to do to, to make it fly better than it already does. But the point is, those tolerances for little things like a tiny amount of slop in, in a grip link or something like that, or um, a torque tube mesh being slightly loose... You don't really notice those nuances in flight as much as you would on a tiny helicopter. Those tolerances are so tight on a small helicopter that just being, you know, just a a fraction off, you know, you're really going to see the difference, you know. And So that's why people like to tinker with them and stuff like that. And if they're hard to tinker on, I mean, I don't know how many microscopically small parts I've lost for that 4.3. I probably could put a whole helicopter together with all the pieces that flung off the bench never to be seen again. But I don't know. Yeah, well, tonight I was flying it in the gym. 
the the tail i don't know what what was going on this mod that i did last week it flew perfect i mean it was flying great but this week uh the the well eventually i think what i know well i do know what happened but uh, i didn't know it because i couldn't see it happening while it was happening but the the cap on the back end of the of the tail motor yeah was starting to separate and i guess yep. i didn't see it and it was causing it to be intermittent right oh, so i'd be sure. flying along doing nothing in particular figure eight circuits nothing you know fast figure eights whatever and all of a sudden the thing would just freak out and and i was really getting fed up with it yeah it was losing the stators were losing connection or whatever right it finally crashed to the point where i looked at it oh well the the cap's off all right so uh luckily one of the guys fred there had uh another motor you know i had to go through the hassle of didn't have the right tools didn't have a file didn't have you know, small pair of pliers, because you kind of got to, you kind of got to squeeze that carbon tube to kind of crush it a little bit, right? Yeah. At, right where it go, where it goes into the tail motor to kind of, kind of, you know, get it to where you can pull it out of there. Oh sure. So, so I do that, and of course, when I go to pull it out, it just breaks off, and so I'm left with carbon inside the little tube, right? Oh, been there before, man. That sucks. I work on that for a bit. I get the carbon out. Great. I get the motor in there. I, I One of the guys had a pocket knife file, so I filed off one of the edges. You know, because you got to file one part partially yeah. smooth to give room for the wires. Yeah, right. And um, so now I'm flying it, and I lost tail authority again, I, I think. I don't think I, I was just flying. I was just flying straight, and I was doing a, a hard stop turnaround. Well, it... Landed tail first, and it broke. The carbon rod broke right at the end again. So there was a piece of carbon left in the hole where the tail motor mounts in again. Again. Ah. Again. So Brutal. <laughs> so this That's time I, I file it down again, and now I can't get it to go in. So I file it down some more, and now it's all of a sudden too loose. Freely spinning. On that thing, right? Nobody has an igloo. Uh, so then I... Re- oh. Well, I thought about that, but then I thought, well, that's going to add a shit ton of extra weight already at the end of this extended boom. Yeah, yeah. So I go out, I jump in my truck, run down to the, one of the local gas stations. Luckily, they had some super glue, so I bought some super glue. I come back in, and we're doing flips and crash down. And now the the ball link on my swash the inner swash ring broke oh no the ball itself or just the link the, or what the, the ball broke off inside the link and so the ball broke off of the inner swash ring brutal well still no bit no no biggie because there's two extras on the inner swash because there's four ball there's four links on the inner swash right yeah so i just took it out i popped the broken link or ball out yeah and just turned the swash and put it in turn it one yeah and um go try to get a couple more flights end up doing a hard crash again and lost both of my links <laughs> i was just having a shit so I, i'm the leaving the gym the you, Dan. <laughs> I, i'm leaving the gym going you know what and and fred's all telling me about these upgrades and i'm like really you're, you're gonna really you're gonna put more money into this piece of shit i mean i was not i was just not having a good time with it yeah and I, I left the gym thinking you know what I hate this thing. So I'm I, I I'm not feeling good about the MCPX at the moment. 
I am a little bit excited about the new version. I'm thinking I might pick one of those up. I'm not, so right now I'm not really feeling good about the OCPX. I'm not going to deny the fact that the helicopter is a great learning tool. And um, when it's flying, I'm having a good time with it. But just recently, it's just been going to hell on me, dude. It's just been going to hell. Yeah, that sucks. I wonder if I'm just, I've just been crashing it too much or something. To uh, start yeah. Just put it on the bench. Just put it on the bench. We'll come back to it later. That's like I flew my, tried to fly my 200. I've been flying it to trying to get it tweaked up for indoor flying the last couple of, probably for the last week or so. I've been trying to mess with it and I'm trying to chase down this vibration I cannot find. I've almost taken the whole damn thing apart and my frame is a little worse for wear, but the things are so small that surprisingly the frames are less crucial to the stability of the helicopter than you would think you know so there's pieces of it that i don't know i, I should just order a new frame i think that's the next thing i might end up doing because i don't know if there's a bearing block that's loose or something but i cannot get this vibration away and so i flew it today no bar and and the whole nine yards but the, the tail is just like just vibrating all over the place <laughs> um, and and then i crashed and busted off the uh the screw for the the ball link on the grip and i sheared it off at the grip arm so now there's this little super teeny tiny microscopic screw in the grip hole where i'm supposed to screw another ball into and i can't get that out so i'm going to throw that on the pile of about nine or ten grips that i have sitting in a little a little container in my heli little heli dungeon that are all the, exactly the same with the the bolt broken off in the grip and you can't get it out, and I've got a couple that I've actually tried to, like, dremel a slit so I could grab the screw and wrench it out, and I've tried to drill them out. And if they would make the screws, like, two mils longer so that it would come out the back of the grip arm, a guy could actually grab onto that with some needle nose and screw it, but unscrew it, you know what I mean, if it's sheared right. off, but they don't do that. So, Hey, Rob, can I tell you a little secret? I'll allow it. Just between me and you? Yeah. It hurts when you get hit by an MCPX. Really? Just saying. Just saying. Oh, I'll remember to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just saying. Just thought I'd throw that in there. So you got whacked in the face or what? Yeah, I got hit in the face. I talked about it a little bit <laughs> in the show. Some bitch. Fred's kid. Fred. Sorry, I'm not laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Fred's kid. Uh, his helicopter got a little out of control, and uh, I'm sitting there. I, I actually think I didn't even know it was ha- what was happening because I think at the time I was actually sending you a text. So, <laughs> Whoops. so I'm staring at my iPhone. Oh, no, no, no. It was another friend of mine, uh, Brian. I was sending him a text. And I'm right in the middle of text, and, and I go, space, 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 space. I just got hit in the face by an MCPX. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so anyway, it's not a lot of fun. So did you, uh, did you see the latest newsletter that I sent out? Yes, yes. Pretty it's fancy, isn't it? better every time, dude. Yep. Like it's looking good. I got a I got a little uh, kind of an exciting little announcement about the newsletter. I haven't we haven't worked out the details yet, but we're going to give we're going to have exclusive giveaways to only those people who are subscribed to the newsletter. Heck yeah, like a discount code or a special yeah. widget. You can get a special widget from us. Yeah, something. I mean, it may be even something as cool as a 450 kit. I don't know. I mean, the details haven't been worked out. Maybe a new set of blades, maybe a new motor, maybe a battery. I don't know, but it's going to be something cool. And you know what? We're not even going to talk about it on the show. <laughs> we just did. 
No, I'm just I'm just telling people. Well, you mean like after this, we're not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just letting people know that that's going to happen. So I'm not. We're not going to mention giveaways on the show when they happen in the newsletter. The yeah. only way we might remind you to sign up for the newsletter, but we're not going to tell. Oh, we'll talk. Okay. I'll talk. Yeah, we'll we'll probably talk about the newsletter again. But well, well, actually, we might even mention that we're doing exclusives if you're subscribed to the newsletter. But you're not going to know the details of any giveaways. I'm not going to tell you when they're happening. I'm not going to tell you what they are. So if you want in on that, uh, several easy ways to sign up for the newsletter. You can do it on our webpage. You can do it on our Facebook page. Um, yeah. Also, the listener's corner, there's a link in there. Uh, simple, easy. Just type in your, you know, and basically for the, those of you, you know, some people don't like to get that kind of stuff. I get, I get it. But you know what? All it is is information about the show. Um, yeah, it's like getting junk mail in the mail, and you see a coupon for a buy one get one free. You're like, oh, I'll use that discount because I actually checked my mail. Sign yeah. up. Yeah, you know, it, we'll talk about stuff that we don't talk about on the show. Uh, maybe if we're doing a build or something, more detail about that, or if there's yeah, something man. about a particular. It just, you know, it's a fun little newsletter, and it looks pretty nice too. I'm yeah, poke our newsletter. Some... I mean, okay, you can't poke the newsletter, but read it That's... anyway. That reminds me, we did get a, a post on our Facebook page because you were telling people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and let you. I'm going to go ahead and let you explain to them how do they poke our web page, our Facebook page. Well, um, come to find out, uh, apparently you can't poke a fan page. I thought you could. You can poke a regular person's page. Um, but uh, after I saw that, I was like, how do you do that? Apparently you cannot do it. Or maybe because, well, no, I'm I'm logged in as me, and no, there's not a place where you can click poke. You can like or unlike us. I want to delete the unlike button, but whatever. If you don't like us anymore, that's that's your prerogative, I guess. No, it's so going to happen. Yep. I'll go cry in the corner all by myself. Yep. That happens. Hey, you know what I've just decided? What's that? I have decided that um, from now on, if I ever like crash my helicopter, I'm going to say it just like this uh, April Longhorn does. She says in this post, she goes, uh, I just love this show too, Mr. Kurtz. I lived in the Northeast too. I'm one of the only girls who just love to fly my heli. She goes, I just dorked my big one the other day. Now, I hope that means she crashed it. Uh, but <laughs> I'm thinking that's what she meant. But uh, I thought that was kind of funny. So now, you know, if I crash your helicopter again, Dan, I'm just gonna be like, Dan, I dorked it up pretty bad. Sorry. So uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Oh, so April, thanks for uh, thanks for the grin. That was pretty funny. You just gave me a new thing, boss. Like I, I've been saying boss lately because some dude said, "Yo, that's boss," and so I'm like, "That's really stupid." I'm gonna say it. Um, so yeah, dorked. Another word for crashed. I love it. Speaking of giveaways, yes. Segway. Speaking You're giving away a Segway? What? Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sierradine. They donated a 450. Super Pro combo, or is it a Pro Super? Super Pro, isn't it? It's just Pro. Just a Pro. <laughs> yeah. It's a Pro Super combo, meaning Super as in all-encompassing. Yes. Sans receiver. Exactly, and uh, also included with that is a upgraded motor, a Scorpion Edition motor. It's what is it? A forty-four hundred kV. Yep, it's forty-four hundred kV. Now the thing is too, and I know like when I went to the site and I because I picked one of these up you know after we we talked to Brian the other day or whatever well a couple of, a couple episodes ago I was mm -hmm. interested so I picked up one of these helicopters and uh, when I got my kit 
it had the Scorpion because I got the one with the Scorpion motor. It had the the stalker in there too, so I got two motor options. I could go. I think the stock one is 3400 kV or 3600, somewhere one of those two, or I could run this hot 4400 kV motor too. So I so in I I would assume that this this combo this giveaway is the same thing, right? Yes. So yeah. for you listeners, you're probably gonna end with two motors in the thing. So that's a bonus. Tell us about that. Tell, tell us episode 12, and answer the question. And submit. that's what it was. Yes. Great thing to do. We had J.C. Zankel on. He told us something in that interview that we have a question about. Go to the contest page. You'll see it on the right hand or the left hand side. It'll yeah. say 450 giveaway. Click on it. Click that Re- sucker. Answer the question. The question is: He told us about the first RC helicopter he ever flew. What was that heli? So go to that thing. Uh, go to the contest. Scroll down to the thing. Go to the rectangle thing. Type some words in there and hit submit. And if it's right, then you go in the hat, and my assignment will will draw from it and hopefully they pick your name and you win the kit that's right and i've got to tell you so far the response that we've got for this giveaway is huge it is bigger than any of the other ones so far oh it's it's way bigger it it it's the others look like little peon contests so far (laughs) i'm telling you contest (laughs) this is like so far it's like the everest of contests i mean i'm just uh amazed at how many people are entering but all right, it's a pretty good helicopter. I have never flown one. I've never seen one. Rob, you've you've got one. Tell us what you think about it. It's cool. Yeah? Is that it? It's just cool? It was fun to put together. Um, it flies well. Um, uh, you know, I haven't had any trouble with it. Now, the, I think the only hang-up that I've been having so far is getting used to, <laughs> getting used to flying on a fly bar again. Because this one I decided, you know what? I'm not just going to go and buy a fly bar that said right away. And steal a beast X off of one of my other birds and go fly barless or something like that. I'm gonna just build it just like it comes in the box. I figured since we're gonna be giving one of these things away, I'd like to know how it works. How mm-hmm. whoever this winner of this contest is gonna be, what their experience is gonna be, what they're gonna be getting into, right? Um, by all rights, it's uh, I think it's a great way uh, for somebody that's <laughs> one maybe wants to move out of the. Uh, out of the box ready to fly e-flight stuff or something like that and move on to something slightly bigger you know i mean i see it all the time you know i finally moved into a big helicopter and the big helicopter is the 450 right um this is a great cheap way to do it you know Mm -hmm. i'm yeah brian's my buddy but you know i'll call him on the carpet if if he's talking bs and i don't think he's talking bs with the chaos line it's good you know i like it awesome so yeah. And once again, thank you, Cliff at RC Aerodyne. You guys should go check him out, uh, www.scaleflying.com. Dude, are you going to do a MacGyver build? I, I want to do a MacGyver helicopter. Totally want to do one of those. Rubber band and peanut shell? No, the MacGyver helicopter from the show MacGyver. I don't recall a MacGyver helicopter. Oh, Magnum P.I., what am I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to do a Magnum P.I. helicopter. My name is, my name is my, Rob. <laughs> MacGruber. Maybe I, maybe I watched MacGruber too many times or something. Could be, could be. I watched that you, show. So some of you may have noticed we did a 60-second uh, tech tip last week. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here's where we really need your involvement. And we want this this segment to fly because it's a cool idea. We want you guys to get involved. This is this is this is us asking you to help us out. Get your idea, push record on your smartphone, on your computer, wherever you have a microphone. 
and just give us a 60-second tech tip. Yeah, just talk about something that you know is a good tip. Just just send it to us. If we use your 60-second tech tip, we'll send you a T-shirt. Yeah. Says, How cool of an idea is that? That's a great way for you guys to get involved with the show. Dude, and, I think it's uh, a cool thing, yeah. And we're going to get some great tips. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Dan. That uh, that tech tip that I did, the one uh, that we had on there talking about how to get the zero pitch and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I did that on my smartphone. I was standing yeah. outside one night before getting re- you know getting ready for bed, and I'm a smoker. You know, I'm not cool enough to vape yet, so I, you know, I'm, <laughs> for now I'm smoking. Um, but anyway, I was outside smoking, and I was like, you know what? Because you and I had talked about wanting to do this, and we just hadn't got around to it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna record a tech tip, and I got out my smartphone while I was standing outside smoking, and I just set a tech tip and then saved it and then i sent it to you that's it very easy yeah. you know and, um, and so anybody one, can do it anybody can do it and let me tell you one thing too don't worry about ums and ahs or long weird gaps just send it to me i can edit it all up and make you sound like a genius i do it to rob every time i edit a show dan's kung fu is strong if you could hear <laughs> what's on the cutting room floor you guys would be like what is dan doing with this other guy <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, it's really easy, and just be, have fun with it. Send us a funny one. Yeah. Um, yeah we actually have – we've got one that I'm going to play next week, and it, it's going to make you guys laugh. It's funny. But we want you guys to send us your tips. Make it humorous. It can be completely serious. You know, if there's something out there that you feel you've got, how to solder your battery connectors, how to what, – whatever, how, how you clean your helicopter, what you use. I mean, how, how do you store your crashing. batteries? How to avoid crashing. Don't send your helicopter to rob. <laughs> <laughs> how to not get caught for murder. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever you guys whatever you guys can think of. Uh, let's see. So that kind of leads us towards the end of the show. Upcoming guests, remember, uh, Bobby Watts is going to be coming on. He's busy for the next few days in Florida. Mm-hmm. I imagine he and Bert are going to be putting together some Smack Top ep- episodes. And speaking of that, the last episode of Smack Top had Smack Top, Top Ramen, Smack Top Ramen, Smacking, Smack, smack Top, Smack. God damn it! <laughs> As Callum would say, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, Bobby Watts, uh, he'll be on. Uh, where I imagine we're going to get him on next week. We did record an interview with Cliff from RC Aerodyne. Great interview, you guys. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot about his thoughts on what a lot of people call a clone. He doesn't necessarily use that word. You're going to kind of learn all about that. Well, I like of- I like the story that he had about the genesis of RC Aerodyne. And really, I mean, RC Aerodyne is one of the larger places to get scale stuff from. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of specialty scale shops available out there. RC yeah. Aerodyne is one of the bigger ones. And just to hear about how that whole thing started is really cool. And the guy's got a passion for what he does. I mean, he 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 is not only a a business owner; he is a modeler through and through. Yes. Not just not just a a, a pilot or a, a yeah. RC heli flyer. He's a full blown modeler. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out next week. How to get in touch with us? Well, you can get in touch with me, Dan Reed, Dan K Reed at MSN.com, Dan at RC Heli Nation, Dan K Reed on all the forums. How does one get a hold of you, Rob? Well. If you stay up really late until the farmers are in bed, you can go make a crop circle for me and then buy me a helicopter ride, and I'll fly over the top of it and interpret it with a crop circle interpreter. Nice. That costs money, so and I might take a while to get back to you. but Or you can just email me at rob at rchelionation.com. That might be faster. 
not as creative by all rights, but that'll work for yeah. me. You can poke my page on Facebook if you find me, Rob Boyd. It's very easy. Um, type that in the search box and you'll get me um, and poke me. Poke him. Poke him hard. Yeah. He likes it rough. Make my wife jealous. Poke me. And then go find <laughs> her and poke her. Because <laughs> then she'll come to me on the couch and be like, why are all these people poking my page? What are you telling people? I'll be like, listen to my show. Because she doesn't. And so that'll get her to listen to it. Support me, woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's about it. Uh, episode number, what is this? 13 already? 13, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, y tres. Wow, laying down some uh, Latin on me there, huh? <laughs> uh, Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> some Spanglish. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you have as much fun listening to it as Rob and I have making it. We'll see you next time. Yes. Up Wierschen! <laughs> I swear to God, I love those. I love them. <laughs> 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 <laughs>